Uh, my name is Adam Kay, and for breakfast today I have had some peppermint tea and two paracetamol. Oh, shit. Mm. Why? What's going on? I had to wake up quite early. Headphones on? Yeah. Can we dive from headphones? I reckon you could. I sleep with the radio on. Right. And I used to sleep with wired headphones. I currently sleep with wired headphones. Because, I mean, that does feel like... I've almost strangled myself a few times with them. How? I mean, that must happen not infrequently. Yeah, it's, um, but, but I can't be alone with my own thoughts. So what's the... There's know, a middle way, which is the pillow with a, a squidgy speaker inside Well, it. yes, That's but then you don't, get, you don't get the quality of the pillow. I like a good pillow. Does, does James have that as well? Uh, no. So the reason that it's earphones slash pillow is because he doesn't like people whittering in the background. Do you know what? It's always the way. There's always one person in a relationship that needs constant noise and another that needs absolute silence. And they decide that they're going to marry each other and sleep in the same bed. Yeah. It's a weird thing for me to say. I've recently gotten into making my bed at age 37. Okay. Never bothered before. What the, hang on. What did you do before? I sort of got out of bed and then got back into it later. But I could never understand the point of, you know, plumping the cushions and putting the duvet all neat on it and all that. The, you know, it's basically creating a view, which, as we know, I'm not that into. But uh, I've come to realise that my wife likes it, and so I've started doing it now. It is nice at the end of the day. The thing I can't get my head around is the pillows. You know, when people have decorative pillows and they put those on. And when you get into a hotel, and the first thing you have to do is take the pillows throw off. nine pillows exactly. onto the floor. But yeah. people do that in their own lives. Oh, no, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. But what I was going to say is it would be upsetting to me that your pillow and James's pillow would aesthetically look different from each other. Because you've got, he's presumably got quite a nice pillow, and then you've got this one with a speaker in Yes, this sort of very crunchy. Yeah. Painful, uh, yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying is, don't don't strangle yourself with. Uh, I'll try not headphones. to. Welcome to another episode of the list of absolutely everything that might kill you. The show which could just save your life. I'm Matt Edmondson. I'm Adam Kay, and this week we are pitting another two potentially deadly items against each other. The question is, which one is more deadly? Let's find out. So, come on then, join us, put on your high-vis, fasten your seatbelt, and most importantly, keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. I'm ready. So, have you chosen headphones? Is that what you've gone for? I've not gone for headphones, partly because I'm not confident that many people do die from them, mm. and partly because we agreed that we were going to choose things from the natural world. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, which headphones... They're from the unnatural world. Yes. Yeah, if you went back in time and tried to show them to a cave person, they'd be astonished. It wouldn't be. But they wouldn't be astonished by my choice. They would be well acquainted with the concept of a volcano... Very good. Very good. What a fantastic segue, Adam. Thank you very much. Really good. I d- didn't spot the scene there at all. <laughs> okay, true or false? False. Oh, sorry, you haven't asked it yet. True. Sorry, you haven't asked it yet. What was your final answer? False. Okay, you're wrong. Oh. Volcanoes are named after a place called Volcano. That's a volcano, yes. A volcano, yes, yeah. Thank well, you. Named after one of the Aeolian... Islands in Italy. I know them well. It's where all the, the garlic mayo comes from. Right. <laughs> so um, they thought, you know, idiots thought that the volcano was the, the, the blacksmith god's chimney. 
Sure. And he was called Vulcan. And that's so the place was called Volcano. And now we know that's a volcano and it's called a volcano. Oh, okay. He was a, sorry, he was a blacksmith and that was his chimney. Yeah. And he was so, a god, the yeah. god of blacksmiths. Well, no, he just was a blacksmith. So you've got all these gods. Yeah. I guess you need all of the main professions. There was mm. probably, you know, the god who was a greengrocer. Mm. God of carpentry. Yeah, and this one was a was a blacksmith, blacksmith make, making all their I don't know horseshoes and horseshoes blades. And, oh, blades! Yeah, they've done the, the, s- lots of fighting, wouldn't they? Yeah. So that that's quite a good. It's almost it's in a, that's a similar fact to one of my very favourite facts, which is that the vegetable broccoli uh-huh. is named after the family of film producers broccoli. What? Are Not the people behind Bond? Yes. So what? So, so a few generations back, the broccoli family had a farm and they mixed a you know cabbage with a whatever and came up with this new vegetable, which they named after themselves. Hang on, broccoli. is broccoli man-made? Yes. Broccoli's been engineered? Yeah, it's a GM crop. Oh my goodness me. Or, or, or the equivalent from 100 years ago. Were right? they responsible for the tender stem variety as well? Don't think so. Don't think no. so. Okay, someone other genius. the tender stem family. The tender stem. Lived, lived two farms down. That's a what a fantastic fact. That's a good fact. And then they put all that money into acquiring the rights to James Bond. And now look at them. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually not entirely true. What are your volcano interactions? I don't think I've ever seen one. What? Um, I don't think I've ever seen one in the flesh. Okay. I'm quite terrified of them. I remember as a kid being disproportionately worried about volcanoes in the same way that I was about quicksand. Have I ever encountered quicksand? No. Have I ever encountered a volcano? No. I've seen one volcano uh-huh. in real life. I've been inconvenienced by a second volcano. First volcano, uh, I was in Iceland. Yes. Which is amazing. The supermarket or the country? Supermarket. Okay. Amazing. Because Iceland is also amazing. I was in Iceland, the, the place... And uh, we've been driv- driven uh, uh, to uh, a glacier to go on a, a sort of snowmobile thing, which was amazing. And on the way, the guy was like, oh, there's a, there's a volcano there. And not long ago, it sort of did a bit of its sort of spurting. Do you want to just stop and touch the ground? And we stopped and touched the ground. Really, really hot ground. No. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to walk barefoot on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, it's like when, the, when, it's, when it's baking hot. Baking hot tarmac. Yeah, it's like pavement on a hot day. Yeah. And also, a second volcano, I was inconvenienced, you know, in 2010 when that... um Oh, Why do we mean the forget? same one in Iceland? Whatever it was, whatever it was called, that they could never pronounce on the yes. news that began with Edge. So I was doing a gig in Ireland, and then the ash cloud started up, and then all the planes got cancelled, and I was stuck there. Stuck in Ireland. In Ireland. Right. Because uh, they grounded planes for ages. And I hate, hate, hate going on boats. I thought you were going to say, I hate, hate, hate Ireland. Thank goodness that sentence ended with <laughs> boats. I love Ireland. But on the other hand, I did need to get back to London where I had some work to do and eventually had to get on my very worst thing of a boat, oh, no. which made me so, so, so sick. Same. Uh, just the worst. Mm. Uh, after a couple of days of, of hoping that the ash cloud would stop, which it didn't, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get on the boat. And I went on the, you know, the boat website and I ticked the, um, there was some sort of like upgrade luxury thing where you get your own little booth bit upstairs. Nice. And, and then, because I thought that way, I'm, I'm more likely to be able to sort of slow breathe my way through this. Got onto the boat and I'm pretty sure it was Diana Ross. 
uh, I mean, sort of someone, someone of that caliber had booked out the whole of the upstairs and everyone had been downgraded. Oh, no. And I was sick constantly for however long that journey was. I'm oh. going to say like three, three weeks. Fuck you, Diana Ross. Exactly. Or whoever it was. Or whoever if, it was. If it wasn't, if it wasn't I, I think I'm Diana, pretty sure. If it wasn't, I'm pretty so sure it was and That Diana sounds Ross. terrible. That sounds terrible. Uh, and you've got volcanoes to blame for that. I do. And I will never forgive them. Mm. The one that sticks with me is, um, what's the one where everyone sort of got frozen in ash? Uh, Pompeii. Pompeii. Yeah. I remember being told about that as a kid and, and, it, and really upsetting me. Yeah, it's not a good way to go. No. So of the ways to go that volcanoes can cause, my extensive research on Google this morning tells me that you can be killed by mud flows. Sure. Yeah, like a sort of avalanche starting of from mud. the... You don't of think mud. of mud with volcanoes, but I guess maybe... I think that's like a secondary thing. Secondary volcanoes bit. sort of sets off some mud. Yeah. Uh, tsunami, so I guess equivalent, but water, water version. Oh, they set those off. They do set those off bastards the volcano can collapse so like you know it's a big enough one it just and that's going to be a very bad sort of landslide situation tightened it up more with the allen key and the one that does sound the worst are the you'll be very familiar with these the pyroclastic flows Mm. yes that's how i describe myself in a rap battle but tell me more so a pyroclastic flow is a mixture of gas and volcanic matter Mm mm-hmm so far, so bad. Yep. But uh, here's, the, here's the kicker. It travels at 500 miles an hour. It's fast. It's well, fast. When we say volcanic matter, what are we talking about there? Like magma? I think when it's come out of the volcano, it's lava. Oh, okay. What, well, inside magma, outside lava? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Starvation is... Starvation's... Uh, it's not a cheery topic. No. But it's also uh, one, of the, one of the ways that, that people go. And when... When people go, they go in quite large numbers. So mm. this is the most recent really bad one, because um, Pompeii was, was a while back. Most recent, 1815. Okay, yep, yep, yep. So no one listening, hopefully, has been personally affected exactly. uh, by and, this. And, and anyone who would have lived would have died by now anyway. Of, of another, of, of another. Something else. 1815, Mount Tambora, which is in uh, what's now Indonesia. It could be heard 1,600 miles away, if you want an idea of how loud it was. I, I can never, I can't do distance either. What's that in time if I were to drive it? 1,600 miles. That's a long, you'd be driving for a week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I fine. Now that, see, now that gives me context for it. And it was an island, so you, you'd, you'd have to be driving, you'd have to, to be going on a boat. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Pumice stones, 20 centimetres wide, were hailing across the island. I mean, in a way, the only bit of positive news because they're quite pricey. They are quite, they are quite pricey. And we've all got cal- calluses on our feet. Yeah, so everyone would, have, everyone would be as smooth <laughs> as a baby's bottom were they not at the same time being incinerated by the, by the lava. What a shame. Over- is, that, sorry, is that where pumice stones come from? They're yes. volcanic Yeah, they're matter. volcanic. Yeah, that's why they've got that sort of honeycomb, aero-chocolate wow. vibe. Wow, I had no idea. I never even thought about that. My mum was big into a pumice stone. Likewise. I was never totally sure what there was for, but there was always one on the side of the bath. Yeah, she used to uh, go at her, uh, her hard skin with it. I, I don't use one. Do you? I, no, I, I don't. But then again, my feet are covered in a sort of Ugg boot of dry skin, which I'm just fine with. <laughs> There's another sponsor gone. <laughs> During this explosion, 10 billion tonnes of crap spewed out the volcano. Okay, 
You're using a lot of technical language here. As I say, I'm an expert. 10 billion tons. Again, I need... That is... I, I, don't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't work out what that like, is. Give it to me in elephants, you know? How much does an elephant weigh in tons? Are you asking me? Oh, sorry. No, I'm asking Siri. Okay, fine. Hang on. Uh, I was on airplane mode. Oh, so we're being told two, two tons. So that's 5 billion elephants. Does that help? Yeah, that really helps. And as a result, 90,000 people died. Well, that is pretty grim. It is very, very grim. That is grim. a lot of death. That is a rare, very rare. 1815. 1815. So it's, yeah, it's rare, but when it happens, it's bad. And we're going to be averaging this stuff out. Also, it cooled the earth by half a degree. That's interesting. You'd yeah. think it would, that's counterintuitive. Yeah, you'd think it would heat it up because yeah. it's all so hot. How many volcanoes are there in the UK? Uh, are we counting dormant ones? I'm... Uh, can a volcano ever truly be dormant? Uh, yes, yes, oh, it right. can. Yeah, they're dormant volcanoes. Um, <laughs> but I, I th the, the ones we need to be worried about are the super volcanoes. Yes. Because those are the ones who can fucking go for it. Mm. And the, in fact, the one we should most be worried about is in Yellowstone Park. In America? In America. So, hang on, you're telling me that Yogi Bear is at risk. He is at extreme risk. Mm. As are the entire population of Texas, <gasps> who, if this were to erupt, would be buried within 10 foot of ash. Oh my goodness me. Immediately making most of North America uninhabitable. Would those cowboy hats offer any protection? Yeah, they'd be fine. Okay, yeah, good. So that's, Anyone that's underneath why they the do cowboy it. hat is yeah. fine. Yeah. That will happen, right? It's not a case of oh, if, yeah. but yeah. when. It happens every 725,000 years. Mm -hmm. And when was the last one, though? Just over 725,000 years ago. Okay, so we're all right for a bit. No. 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 What? No, we're not. We're overdue. We're overdue. We're overdue. <gasps> oh, dear. The ash isn't good to breathe in. Okay. I mean, I feel like that probably doesn't need to be said out loud. I'm still going to say it. Quite an um, obvious statement. Because I am. Um, I, I need to use the, the phrase, like a thick cement. Okay, go for it. Okay, if you breathe it in, yes. uh, it will lacerate your lungs Oof. and form together like a, a thick, thick cement. cement. <laughs> the longest word in the English language, mm -hmm. or that's allowed in certain dictionaries or whatever it is, is volcano-based. And it's a, it's a medical condition relating to volcanoes, which hopefully, not for the people who suffer from it, but for my chances at winning uh, this episode, is hugely fatal. Okay. What's it called? It's called Pneumo Ultra Microscopic Silicovolcanoconiosis. You say it one more time. Pneumo Ultra Microscopic Silicovolcanoconiosis. Pneumo Micro Ultra. No, you've, it's already, mm. you've already fucked it. Do it one more time. Pneumo. Pneumo. Ultra. Ultra. Microscopic. Microscopic. Silico. Silico. Volcano. Volcano. Coniosis. Coniosis. What's the first one? Nemo. Uh, so if you're listening to this in the United States of America, currently Get panicking. Out! Leave! <laughs> panicking. Packing pack your, your bags. bags. <laughs> Phone your friends. Booking. Tell your family. Pack your 10-gallon hat. With one, one tab open on Skyscanner, the other tab looking for a list of potentially active volcanoes, comparing the two, <laughs> yeah. working out the safest possible place. Oh, not, not Indonesia. Clearly not Italy. Not Italy. Don't Definitely not Italy. Not even the UK, because we've got two, turns out. Hang on, are they not active? Uh, they're, 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 not, they're not active. Am I going to have to leave? No, no, you're fine. Oh, you're fine, okay. you're fine. But... 
everything might be fine for two reasons. Some scientists reckon that Yellowstone may never experience another super eruption. What are they basing that on? That, uh, hope. Right. <laughs> the rest of them who do think that it, 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 might, it might all go wrong uh, have got a plan to stop it erupting again so badly. Big cork? Big cork, exactly. <laughs> well, so what they're doing is they're drilling big wells all the way around it, going uh -huh. like 10 kilometers into the, into the earth. This is their plan. I don't right. know if they started yet. And then they're going to fill it up with really cold water. Right. And hopefully that will cool down the volcano. Seems like a real harebrained scheme. But uh, you know what? If they've got the funding for it, go for it. Uh, it's, uh, the funding's about three billion quid. Wow. However, I'm prepared to say, on air, I'll do it for two and a half. They're never going to know if I went down the full 10 kilometers, are they? They're never going to know. Also, I reckon if they've been quoted three bill, we've all seen grand designs, they're going to go over budget. That's oh, going to be yeah. four bill before you know it. Also, they're not going to... Kevin's going to then do a scathing review of what they've done. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to get it done before the eruption. Exactly. <laughs> <It's> gonna... <laughs> They'd have to call him Kevin McAshcloud. Jen? Jen? Jen. You should be feeling quite safe here because there have been just 42 super eruptions in the last 36 million years. And the odds of one happening in your lifetime are around 1 in 730,000. Even then, you'd need to be pretty unlucky to be near one when it went off. So the Micromort score for this is just 1.37. Phew! And armed with that knowledge... I'm going to go abseiling inside Mount Etna, <laughs> confident that I'll be absolutely fine. Mm. You know, in Pompeii, where everyone was sort of frozen doing what they were doing? Yeah. I wonder if there's any embarrassing ones where someone was in the middle of, I don't know. A wank. Yeah, exactly. Mid wank. There would be. Captured forever. I mean, I, I would be nervous to ask Jen the odds of anyone <laughs> having a wank at any given point but She'd know. She, she would she know. would she would know basically the question is what percentage of one's day is spent wanking because mm. there will be that percentage of people at any given time true doing it true yeah they're expecting a very different kind of eruption So what, what have you got to, uh, to, to I'm, I'm from the natural <laughs> not feeling, world, not feeling particularly confident. I've actually gone for broccoli. Oh, you could choke on it. You, you could, could be allergic it. to it. Exactly. You could eat too much. Can you overdose on broccoli? Probably. Pro I don't know. I mean, I think at some point your large intestine would, uh, would have some words. I sadly, I'm going to say broccoli for a future episode. Uh, apologies once again to the broccoli family. I've gone for meteorites and I'm lumping in with those asteroids. Okay, first of all, what's the difference between the two? One's icy, one's okay. not. And secondly, why would you choose that? Because mine, mine was something where uh, if it happens, it's bad, but it doesn't happen very often. Yours is one where if it happens, it's clearly... It's really bad. Really bad, but basically never happens. Well, tell that to the dinosaurs, mate. All right? So an asteroid is a rocky object that orbits the sun, which can raise in size from one metre to a thousand kilometres across. I'm afraid I've not got that distance in elephants. Uh, you can look it up yourself. A meteor is what happens when a small piece of asteroid or comet, called a meteoroid, burns up upon entering Earth's atmosphere. And a comet also orbits the sun, but unlike an asteroid, it's composed of ice and dust. And secondly, why would you choose that? Because mine 
mine was something where if it happens, it's bad, but it doesn't happen very often. Yours is one where if it happens, it's clearly... It's really bad. Really bad, but basically never happens. Well, tell that to the dinosaurs, mate. All right? If they were here, which they're not, famously... Yeah. You know. And is that true, the dinosaurs asteroid thing? Well... Or is that just some sort of urban myth? I know that you believe in... Adam and Eve, and... <laughs> uh, yes, and the world was created in... Seven in, days, in seven, yeah. seven days flat. That's right, yeah. yeah. And dinosaurs um, never existed. And when he says seven days flat, he's also a flat earther. He believes... Yes. Seven days yeah. flat, literally. Yeah. There's no talking to this guy. But yeah, dinosaurs, if you believe in them... Yeah. The most likely reason for them going extinct is a meteorite. Right. The thing that I always thought might have wiped them out is like, a, you know, the initial blast, and then it's sort of almost like nuclear fallout from there. But what actually happens is it sends so much debris up into the sky that it blocks out light from reaching the earth. And that means that plants can't photosynthesize, which means that the herbivores all die out because there's no plants to eat. No broccoli for them. It wasn't invented yet. The broccoli family hadn't created it, but all the other plants not available, which means then that the meat eaters, the carnivores, omnivores, they die out. Basically, the whole food chain gets wiped out if there's no sunlight. There wasn't. So it happens quite slowly then. It happens over the course of a couple of... There's a bad crop. There's a well, yeah, a couple of bad crops, and then over, I imagine, oh, thousands of years. Because I thought, you know, I thought it would just be a sort of, oh, look up, what's that? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but actually, it was like there was a most most of them wouldn't have even heard the donk. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't immediate? I believe that there was you okay. know, a bit of a fallout. So yeah, obviously around the around where the asteroid uh, initially struck, bad you know bad bad times there. So the asteroid at the end of the dinosaurs was thought to be between 10 and 15 kilometers wide, and it impacted the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico, creating a crater 150 kilometers in diameter. It's big. It's big. I'm going to say, obviously, we haven't had any meteorites that bad since. Definitely not. Does it ever happen? The major strikes are very rare. So there was one that happened in 1908, June the 30th, in central Siberia in Russia. And the force of the blast was equivalent to 185 atomic bombs. It wiped out over 2,000 square kilometers of pine forest. Right. Flattening over 80 million trees and killing, and this is possibly the saddest thing I've said this entire podcast, killing hundreds of reindeer. Oh, no. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, no. Christmas is cancelled, kids. Why? Like, you didn't flinch at the 90,000 people killed <laughs> by my volcano. But, yeah, well, the reindeer. Hundreds of reindeer. Now we know why Rudolph got the red nose. <laughs> Radioactive. Yeah. It's the fallout from those 185 atomic bombs. <laughs> I'll have to check the small print. Mm. I don't think we're counting reindeer in the stats. You're saying that reindeer life isn't as important as human life? No, Jen is. Right, Okay. <laughs> She feels very strongly about that. I'm going to class that as, as not very bad. Have there been any bad meteor strikes? Mm, do you know what? I don't know. There was a woman hit by a meteorite. <gasps> yeah. That, I presume that's game over. Well, you presume incorrectly. So that wasn't one of the 150 kilometer wide ones? No. You can't survive being hit by a meteorite. It's come from all the way from space. A conker fell on her head. That's what happened. And she was just over dramatic. No. So she's the only person in history known to have been directly hit by a meteorite. Her name was Anne Hodges. 1954, she's there in Alabama. A meteorite crashed through her roof, hitting her radio and then ricocheting into her. She was asleep at the time. It hit her on the side. Now, it only weighed 8.45 pounds. It was travelling at several hundred kilometres per hour. 
Ooh. And it left a substantial bruise on her hip. <laughs> That's okay. it. That's it. And the, 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 um, You're not painting a very deadly picture well, no, of meteorites. Because, because it was actually, she could have died of stress as a result of this meteorite because she got into a legal dispute over who owned it. Because, of course, incredibly valuable meteorite, rare, a rare object. Yes. And it, it was what? in her house. So she claimed that she owned it, but she rented the house. And the landlord said, no, it crashed into my house. You just rent it. It's my meteorite. That, no. That, no, no, I'm on her side. It's either hers or Thor's. Well, it's neither. It did go to the property owner. Oh! But some money did exchange hands. I mean, that's ridiculous. It was in her... That's like saying you can't, you know, if you bring home some groceries, they belong to the landlord. If you came to my house and a beautiful white dove flew in and hit you on the head. Yep. And I said, I like the look of that dove. I'm going to add it to my aviary. Would I own that or would you own that dove? I'm going to represent Anne pro bono in this case. Anyway, a lot of legal wrangling. And the end of the story is that Anne did get to keep it. Hooray! And she sold it. She sold it. Of course she did. She yeah, doesn't she, want a fucking meteorite. She sold it she to wants, me- She wants the, the meteorite million. She's going to retire. She sold it to a museum. How much would... Do you be willing to part ways with that So this is a meteorite from space. The only one that's ever hit a person. But they're not, and they're not falling that often. This is the big, it's the size of a baby. Mm. I'm going to say, hang on, we're in the 1950s, so I need to account for inflation a bit. I'm going to say $3 million. $25. Oh, Anne! Anne! For God's sake. Well. For God's sake. Come on, Anne. yeah. Right, now I know what you're thinking. If a meteorite does come... You don't know what I'm thinking. I do know what you're thinking. I'm thinking about lunch. Uh, He's thinking about pizza. We've had pizza every day when recording this podcast. And that might be a cause of our deaths. I think it's the leading cause of our deaths. I know what you are thinking after the thought of our lunch. If a meteorite comes, how are we going to stop it? Have you watched the movie Don't Look Up? Of course not. Ah, Was it about meteors? Yeah, it's about a meteor coming to Earth. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Jonah Hill's in it. Yeah. Does Leonardo DiCaprio get killed by a meteor? Well, spoiler alert, yes. Okay, good. I might watch it then. Okay. Um, How are we going to stop the meteor going to Earth? Have you seen uh, Armageddon? No. You've not seen Armageddon? No. Have you at least listened to the soundtrack? Stay awake just to hear you breathing. Aerosmith. I've heard of that song, yeah. yeah. Is that from, they wrote that especially for Armageddon? They wrote that for Armageddon. Oh, bless them. Mm. So the idea at the concert of Armageddon is asteroids coming to Earth. And everyone's like, Armageddon out of here. Okay. I mean, people expect that from me, but not of you. No, sorry. I've just been hanging around with you too long. <laughs> I'm also slightly annoyed. I didn't think of it myself. So Armageddon, what they do is uh, asteroid coming to Earth. They yep. think what we need is some deep sea oil drillers to bust this thing wide open. We're going to drill into it, split it in half. We're going to drill it. How do they get up to it? Well, they're going to train these deep sea drillers. Yeah. Played by Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and a few others. Yeah. They're going to train them to become astronauts. Yeah. Send them to the asteroid and blow it into smithereens. Why don't... I think it's easier to train astronauts how to use a drill. Well, do you know what? You think, and not just on this issue, very similarly to Ben Affleck. (laughs) Because... In one of the greatest DVD commentaries of all time, it's him and Michael Bay who made the movie. And he theorises, and actually the, the 
plot of the movie is fundamentally flawed because, yes, it's probably easier to teach astronauts to drill than it is to teach drillers to astronauts. Yeah. And Michael Bay told him to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to say the same thing to you. Okay. Because uh, noted, noted. Right, but I think you're probably right. So, so they go. So they send, send them up on. So they land on a moving asteroid. Yes, and then something very moving happens because one they fall of, in love. No, one of them won't detonate, and so one of them, Bruce Willis, has to stay behind, and he has to explode it manually, which means that he will end up dying himself, like a like a bumblebee. Mankind. Like a bumblebee, exactly. It can only it can only sting the sting the asteroid at the cost of his own life. I'm going to theorise mm-hmm. that that is not a good way of getting an asteroid blasting an asteroid. You theorise well. I would fire a big gun to the asteroid and smash it. You're not far off. You're not far off. Big umbrella. No. Well, a couple of theories about how we would do it. One is lasers. Oh, yeah. Uh, what they're going to give everyone on Earth a laser pointer, and on the count of three, we're all going to turn them on and point it at the asteroid. Oh, yeah. And that should do the oh, trick. It might might work. Actually, might work actually, that. We should probably get Jen to run the maths on that. No, there's a team in the University of California. They're pitching a method whereby a concentrated beam would vaporize just a small part of the surface of the asteroid. And that could potentially alter its course by thousands of kilometers. Because if you just nudge it a little bit, yeah. I think it's like when you're trying to bowl the bowling ball. And if you get it just a bit off, boom, straight onto the bumpers. Okay. So they're doing that but with lasers. And then another thing that they're thinking of for altering its trajectory is parking a much larger spacecraft in the orbit of the asteroid in the hope that its gravitational pull will encourage the asteroid onto a new path, which is basically a your mama's so fat joke, but turned into a massive spaceship. That's not going to work. Well, it might work. It doesn't sound like it will. But it'd be like putting, you know, if think about me putting a magnet near a magnet that you've got, your magnet might come over to mine. Okay, but... Mm. It's that, but with gravity. Mm. I don't, I Have don't... you got any better theories? What are you going to do? What's your theory? If I said to you now, you've got to stop an asteroid coming, what are you going to do? Cannon. Cannon? Yeah. Right? Shoot it. With a cannon. All the modern weaponry <laughs> we have, you've gone for something from the 18th century. Yep. Okay. Don't mess with the classics. All right, fair enough. I don't think we need to worry about it. No, do you know what I don't because think we do? Because there's, I... there's often those things on the news. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, probably every three days is a, an asteroid the size of a mini is coming very close to the Earth. And then and when, when, the, when you actually hear the, 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 the fine print, it's like... They get burnt up on, they burn, on entry. They burn up on entry or it's coming within 120 million miles of Earth or something that they, they, they describe as close, but I would not describe that as close. Yeah. I'm going to say... Hang on, there was a meteorite in 2021 recovered from the driveway of a house in Gloucestershire. And if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. Okay. How, what, what size was it? How many people were killed? No one, no one died. Wasn't big. Okay. The closest that anyone's come to dying was Ben Affleck in that DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> and I think then we'd have to put the cause of death down to Michael Bay. I'm going to make a prediction that meteorites are, even including asteroids and comets and all that other shit you've added in, are the safest thing that's ever been... Oh, I found something. That was like I was on the side of a volcano there, wasn't it? My feet were hot. Right, here we go. I've got an explosion. This is good, an explosion, okay? Let, let Let the record, let the tape know that Matt insisted that we paused for up to, it was about a quarter of an hour <laughs> while, while he Googled I found loads of stuff. Okay, right, here we go. 2013, 
It's in a Russian city called Chelyabinsk, I think. I mean, it's almost certainly not called that, but go on. It's in Russia. So there was a Russian city on February the 15th, 2013. There was a big old explosion from a meteorite and it shattered tens of thousands of windows in six different cities in the region. And one of the glaziers employed (laughs) fell off his ladder. Caused 30 million pounds worth of damage and injured about 1,400 people, no deaths. So that was was presumably just glass, shards of glass. But imagine there will have been someone... That was resolved with tweezers. Yeah. If it can be resolved with tweezers, it's not not affecting the stats. There will have been someone there practising their opera singing. At that moment. (laughs) Hit a note and all of the glass around them in their city will have smashed and they will have felt incredibly... (laughs) Incredible. What a feeling. They'll have felt like a god in that moment. Yeah. I thought that was going to lead to some fatalities, but just 1,400 people getting injured and a couple of broken windows... Forget it. Forget about it. Jen, it's time for the Come excellent on. news. All right, Jen, make this death for me quick, please. A report from the US National Research Council found that on average, there should be 91 deaths per year from asteroid strikes. Now, I know what you're thinking. I can't remember the last time I was scrolling through my newsfeed and saw a story about anyone, let alone 91 people dying from an asteroid strike. But it starts to make a little bit more sense once you take into account that it's an average spanning thousands of years. On a planet with 7 billion people, where 91 deaths are expected per year, that works out at an annual risk of 0.013 micromorts per person. Now, 0.013 micromorts is 1 over 77 micromorts. So assuming that you make it to 77, that's a lifetime one micromort risk of death by an asteroid. Boo! You started this series so uh, well. What a waste of time. And I don't know if it's like playing tennis with Boris Johnson and you have to <laughs> let him win because otherwise he'll just go berserk. Um, no, uh, has now, can I ask, has Jen factored in deaths from the Meteor Pizza, said by one of the big pizza chains, uh, you can imagine that they took the afternoon off when they came up with that name for the pizza. What's on it? All of the meats. Every meat. Oh, Meteor. They're all on this pizza. They called it the Meteor. Well done, everybody. Well done. If she did include the Meteor, she would also have to counterbalance that by including the Volcano Hot oh! on my one. So maybe don't ask the question. <laughs> okay, another, another amazing victory for me. Yep, another one bites the dust, or the ash in this case, volcanic dust. And it was me that was taken down. I'll come back fighting fit next week. And I, 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 will also, I will also attend. He'll be here. The List of Absolutely Everything That Might Kill You is a podcast from Podimo and What's The Story Sounds. It's presented by me, Adam Kay. And me, Matt Edmondson. The episodes are researched and produced by Jack O'Kennedy. Executive producers for Podomo are Jake Chudnow and Matt White. And for What's The Story Sounds, it's Daryl Brown and Sophie Ellis. <laughs>